0: This morning, we read this as what's called Lectio, when we read it to several times and people are allowed to just reflect on it at nine o'clock, the overwhelming word that came through was to remain, the sense of being in God, remaining in God. So with that, I'll hand over.
1: The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in me, now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Ruth, can I pray for you just before you start? Lord, thank you for Ruth, thank you for all her wonderful work she does for our church and the surrounding community. Thank you for what she has prepared us today, and I just hope that through Ruth's words you speak to us, Lord. Amen.
0: Oh, well, now, Yes. Gosh, it's very clear. I should be able to tell, shouldn't I? So, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Alex told me I really shouldn't say this, but I can't resist it. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. So I'm expecting you all to be really wooden this morning. Is that... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. A little slight snigger. You can roll your eyes as well if you like. That's absolutely fine. But I couldn't resist it, really. Um, So, on my day off, which is usually a Friday, but it was Thursday this week, um, I like to go for a walk, and I walk along the River Itchin with Molly and with Jesus, and it was glorious on Thursday. I don't know if any of you were out, but it was really glorious. And to be mulling over and meditating on these verses, the vine and the branches, whilst walking by the river and seeing all the trees coming out in with their buds was just so amazing and God really spoke to me very very clearly and I really hope and pray that that what I'm going to share with you this morning will put across all that he said to me because I had honestly it was a eureka moment it was like (laughs) I literally went yes brilliant um I'm hoping. That they're going to sort. Of, they can't do it. Oh, I've done some lovely slides. They can't do it. No, we're giving up on the slides. And keep trying. Okay, so we need to be listening to what God has got for us. So throughout these verses, um, God talks about Jesus is talking about fruit all the way through. So. What do we imagine is the fruit? What are we supposed to be growing here? And I think the obvious is the fruit of the spirit, which I'm sure you could all name for me. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, I'm relying on my slide, gentleness, self-control, is that? Yes, yes. so the fruits of the spirit are things that should be growing in us, but I would also add in there i don 't know what you you probably all eat fruit you're five a day. there are nine of the fruits of the spirit, so we can we can go overboard on them. that's great. But inside each fruit, we find seeds and so another fruit that we should be seeing is growth. We should be seeing that each of those fruits, as they grow in us, should then be giving us more fruit, seeing more people come to know Jesus. Um, I need to forget about the thing. I'm slightly disconcerted that it's not happening. But, um, so, fruit. And if we had the slides, can you imagine a beautiful vine with a beautiful bunch of grapes hanging on it? And that is the fruit that we should be growing in our lives. Should be easy, shouldn't it? Yeah, easy peasy. But stuff happens. Life happens. And all sorts of things come in to try to stop us from doing that. Life, with all the stuff that that throws at us, relationship problems, Sickness, lose your job, financial difficulties, insecurities in our jobs or our lives or just in ourselves and who we are and who God's made us. All of these things, if you're anything like me, maybe you're not, but all of these things come in and try to attack, if you like, the fruit. Fear, so much fear, isn't there? And we've seen that especially with COVID and all the things that that's thrown up fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of losing people, fear of losing jobs, fear of what the future's going to bring. And all of these things, when we go back to that fruit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness when we get all those insecurities and the fear and things coming in, it's so hard, isn't it, to be able to just focus on those fruit. And so often, well done, guys, (laughs) so often when we're trying our best to produce the fruits that we know that we should be bringing, and yet it all seems to go wrong. Yeah? I'm not the only one, am I? The other thing is, I've put down here, selfishness. Can we get onto the, I think it's slide three, maybe? If we can get there. There you go, there's your fruits. Here's the stuff that gets to us and starts squeezing in on those fruits. Um, You can just go through them a little bit. Thank you. And I think selfishness is a big thing. I don't know whether you have heard people say, or whether you have thought, well, why should I love them? Did you hear what they said to me? Or, I don't know why I should be nice to them, why should I be good to them? Have you seen what they've done? And very quickly, our selfish nature can come in and can almost make us decide whether or not we're going to grow our fruit, that particular fruit or not. And before we know it, the fruit that should have been plump and juicy and good and, and encouraging that growth within, those seeds, that as we're showing our love to other people, as we're showing peace and goodness and gentleness and basically being God to the people around us, those should feed the little seeds that are inside to bring new growth. To bring people into a knowledge and a love of God. But so often our fruit ends up a bit shriveled. Maybe a bit mouldy around the edges. Maybe it's just me. Maybe we can spend so much time whipping ourselves. Because when we look at the quality of our fruit we go, hmm, but I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to be full of love and look what I've done today. I'm supposed to be self-controlled, but actually, did you see what I ate today? Um, And we can whip ourselves, can't we? Because we feel we should be, should be, producing all this fruit. And actually, there are verses in this bit that really don't help. Sorry, God. But they don't. Okay, so verses like, if you've got it in front of you, He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. Uh Uh-oh. Or verse 5, where are we? Um, You will bear much fruit. Oh, well, I'm trying, but I don't seem to be doing very well. Or to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. And if we're not careful, these verses can just pile on the guilt. And then, again, you may not be like me, but it feeds my fear. Well, I'm not even a good Christian. (laughs) I'm really, really trying, God. Insecurities. I'm supposed to be preaching on this on Sunday, and I'm absolutely beep at it. (laughs) And it can feed all those fears. And then, our fruit gets even more shriveled and horrible. So this is the bit that Alex thought maybe was heresy. So bear with me, please don't just hear this. Continue to listen past the next bit. Forget the fruit. (laughs) This was my eureka moment. And I know you're all sitting there going, what, what? read this bit but honestly think about it for a moment just think just just stop thinking about oh I've got to produce fruit and think about it okay forget the fruit when God said this to me on my walk I was like yes because when we focus on the fruit we get it wrong. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Does a vine spend its life going, Ooh, I've got to make grapes. No, it doesn't. And if it did, it's not going to make any better grapes than if it didn't do that, to be honest. What it does do is this. We have to change our focus. We have to change our focus. If we can focus, those things I've circled are where the branches join into the vine. And if we change our focus and we look at how we connect into Jesus, the fruit will grow. It's as simple as that. Because when we are in Jesus, when he is flowing through us, the fruit will grow. It's as simple as that. Why do we complicate it? Why? Why do we whip ourselves about whether our fruit is good enough or not? To be honest, what our fruit looks like Is down to God because it's Him, it's His power flowing through us. The sap flows through the vine into the branches. That's what produces the fruit. It's God's Spirit flowing through us from the vine, from Jesus. That's what produces the fruit. So, if we get that right, if we get our connection right, the fruit will come. It will just come. And when we get that right, it takes off all the pressure. We just have to be. We just have to be. It is absolutely incredible. So, we need to forget about the fruit. Let the fruit take care of itself. Pete almost nicked my uh, whole sermon by telling you what, what the nine o'clock service picked up. So, next slide. Again, get it, if you want to get it in front of you, have a look. Remain. Remain. Stay. Stay in him. Live in him. Be in him. Just be. It's right through this whole passage. Remain, remain, remain. Be in him. Stay in him. Then the fruit happens. So then we go back to these verses that I read earlier. And hear it with a different so don't think, and then we'll go back a minute, back on remain. We're just going to remain on remain. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, Alex also said I wasn't allowed to say Jesus was clearly a remainer. Shouldn't <laughs> bring politics into church. But again, it was too good an opportunity, wasn't it? Eleven times in ten verses, Jesus says remain. 11 times in 10 verses. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? <laughs> because I think, it's, I think he was working pretty hard at telling us what was important here. And remember that Jesus is speaking here to his disciples. Between So they've just had the last supper and he's just about, they're just about to go and he'll be arrested. He is giving them really important stuff here. Not that any of the rest of it isn't. But if he knew, he knew he was going to be leaving them, at least for a time. He knew that for a while they were going to have an awful time. And he was giving them teaching that was absolutely vital. What was vital? Remain. Stay. Abide. Be. Let's go back to these. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Right? We will. Not because we try hard. <laughs> not we, because we strive and we worry and we fret and we think I've got to be the best Christian because if I'm not a good Christian, my friends won't come to know Jesus and oh, that's going to be a problem. No. Remain in me. And I in you. It's two-way. Because he loves us. That's what it tells us at the end of this passage. Remain in my love. Anybody who's ever heard me preach ever before probably knows that I bang on and on and on about God's love. If we, if we haven't got love, it's all worth nothing. It's all about Love. And his love will flow through us when we stay in him. What's that other verse? Um, Eight. We show that we are God's disciples by the fruit. But that's not because we work really, really hard to show it. That's because the grapes, the fruit, the way that we live... The things that we are, our very, very character. That's what it's talking about as fruit. The character of who we are is an outworking of our connectivity to Jesus. That's the next slide, Alex. Um, I think, yes. So the fruit is a product of what's going on inside us. It's not because we work very hard or we're striving or we're beating ourselves up to try and fit some sort of mould that we think that we should look like as Christians. No. When we allow God to work in us and through us, when we allow his love and his peace and his joy and his power to work through us, that's what people will see. Can you see why I just went, whoa, yes! (laughs) Because it suddenly, it was like all the pressure was taken off. We don't have to try to be anything. There is an element of that. And we could, that's a whole nother sermon. There is an element of outworking our our salvation. I, I understand that. But... I think too often we go too far on that side. And too often we forget that the key is for us to be connected to Jesus. And that doesn't mean on a Sunday morning and a Wednesday evening or whatever. That means 24-7. All the time, whatever we're doing, wherever we are, however, however we're feeling, it's being connected to Jesus. It's that, that getting in there, allow it, and it's two way all the way through. I could preach on this for all day, but you don't want to be here all day. It's two way. Look, look at the passage. It says, "Remain in me, and I will remain in you." All the way. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. It's two-way. Because he loves us. And he's not asking us to do anything that he's not already done. He laid down his life for us. He laid down everything so that we can know him, so that we can be connected to him. What a joy. Honestly, what a joy. How can we not be excited about that? But there is one more element, which I'm afraid is a slightly sobering one. Oh, just before we go to the next slide, just have a look at this slide and notice, if you will, the shape of the vine. Can you? So you've got the the long bit coming out. I'm really technical. I'm a gardener, aren't I? And then the sticky up bits, and then you've got the grapes coming off. Okay? And that the long, branch will then be connected into the vine let's go on to the next slide which we haven't touched on yet so right at the beginning there it says so, verse 1 my father is the gardener and he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful Ooh, pruning. Again, look at this picture. Can you see how drastic that pruning is? Whoa! Right back to the main part of the, br- the branch. Right back. When Alex and I lived in York, we um, planted a vine at the back of our house. Um, I don't know whether any of you have grown vines. But it went ballistic. And I am not kidding you. We, we thought we'd pruned it sufficiently. And then it just, it just went mad. And it was right up the side of the house and so bushy. And it had the minutest little fruit, because we clearly weren't pruning it hard enough. Um, and it just went mad. It needs be pruned we need to be pruned now you you could look at this bit and you could go oh no what if i bear no fruit i'm going to get chopped off what if my fruit's not good enough oh no if you bear fruit he's going to prune you anyway so that you're more fruitful our neighbors pruned they've got a crab tree in the front garden that overhangs ours um and they've also got loads of birds. And last year, they cut off a massive branch off, the, off our side of the tree. It looks a very weird shape now. Um, I don't think God gardens us like, prunes us like that. Um, but they, they cut it off so they could use it for the birds. And what's fascinating is that this year, the blossom is on every single remaining branch. There are even branches this long with blossom on, because the tree has gone, whoa, I'm being pruned, right, I better be fruitful. Um, But it doesn't have to try, does it? It's just the life that's coming up through it has got less to do. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to put my time and energy into things that aren't fruitful. I don't want to have loads of branches that are just loads of leaves. I know you can eat vine leaves, but that's not really why we grow them, is it? (laughs) We want the fruit. We need to be pruned. But pruning hurts. It's often that tough, it's the tough stuff in life. It's the things that hurt. It's the things where you think you're doing something and then... And you can see that this is the path you think you see. This is the path I'm going on. And then God goes, "Woo! actually, we're not going that way. It's the, the plans that we had when suddenly sickness comes in and changes our plans. Or we lose a job and we have to change our plans. But it's really important to remember that it's better to bleed than to burn. Neither is pleasant, but if by being pruned, we become more fruitful, if you like, our character grows and becomes more like Jesus, because that's what we're talking about with the fruit, isn't it? It's that we're becoming more like Jesus. We're becoming more Christ-like. Then is that not worth it? I think it is. So it's tough to bleed, but that's better than burning. Let's get our connection with God, our connection with the vine, really, really strong. Let's focus on that connectivity with him. And everything else will come. We will produce fruit but let's not focus on the fruit. That's not what it's about. That's the outcome. That's not the thing to focus on. And when we focus on it, I think we just get ourselves, get our knickers in and not, as my mother used to say, um, much better to just focus on Jesus. Okay, I think before we finish, it'd be really good just to, to spend some time with him. So Dave, maybe could you come up and...